Welcome to the Character Chronicles, the People Show. Check the Pulse of Explanation brought to you by X Cancer. Check them out at xcancer.com. Real quick before we get into this interview that we've got set up right here, right now, I will be getting to that offensive line show. Okay, I'm a man of my word. My dad said, if you ain't got your word, you ain't got nothing. We're going to talk about the Huskers' offensive line going into next year and the transfer portal. I'm going to be doing those shows in the near future as well. I have a special guest with me today, but real quick, I reached out to my former teammate, 49ers safeties coach Daniel Bullocks are getting ready to play in the NFC Championship game. If you want to see that interview, give this show a like, give it a comment, help me get the word about this show out there. Truly be appreciated, always helps us out, but today I'm joined by former Husker Jojo Doman. How you doing, my friend? Awesome, Adam. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you taking the time. Now, you literally just finished up a training session right before you joined us, so we appreciate that. Where are you training at right now, getting ready for the draft, the combine, all that good stuff, the senior bowl? That's right. I am down in Fort Myers, Florida, training with X3, Nathan O'Neill. And, yeah, I just got off the field. I'm uh, I'm driving to yoga right now, so it's it's all business down here. So what is your daily training and your weekly training routine kind of look like right now as you prepare for all these things coming up? Yeah, it's uh, it bumped up from about four hours a day to about six to seven hours a day, which is no surprise. But from 8 a.m., we got an hour and a half of speed and the 5.10.5 starts and just, you know, your typical speed and agility stuff. Yep. Um, then you got nutrition, then you got body maintenance, uh, and then you got an hour, hour and a half lift. And then I got about 30 minutes of one-on-one uh, position drills with Nate into some film review, interview prep, more nutrition. I mean, six times a day right now, it's it's crazy, but I'm loving every second of it. Is it kind of one of those things where Monday through Friday, you kind of got two a day, so to speak. Saturday, you got a morning workout, and basically Sunday's your, your only kind of day off. Is that kind of how it's looking right now for you? Yeah, that's right. Okay, that's that's pretty much what I did. Are they having the meals kind of made for you? Like they're, they're like creme de la creme, nutrition hype type meals that are kind of being delivered to you and, and made for you as well as you prepare for this? Yeah, they got a nutritionist on staff, and he makes, I mean, there's about 40 of us down here, so he makes about 40 little meals, and they're, portion-wise, they're not very big, but healthy-wise, like, they're right on point, and uh, it's kind of on our own. We met with the nutritionist that's got us on, like, the other two or the three meals that we have outside the facility today, just, like, what what we need to be eating, what calories, how, how to hit our macros, and all that good stuff, so it's very calculated. I do remember the meals. I mean, as you know, I'm a big guy, dude. I remember the meals never filled me up. I was like, this is not enough. I trained with, like you are, several guys, you know, Oklahoma, Texas, guys all across the country. And I'll never forget, we were going out on a Saturday night, you know, one of our nights off. And a guy from Texas, Brian Robinson, who ended up playing like 10 years in the league for the Vikings, he's like, I'm going to eat so healthy tonight so I can run a better 40, and then I'm going to pig out after the 40. And I remember in my mind thinking, man, every meal, like – it's such a big deal right now. It's kind of crazy how strict you guys are. How have you been doing with that? Because it can be challenging for some guys being that strict. Yeah, you know, my biggest thing is I love I love queso, man. So they got, <laughs> yeah. they got Chipotle and most Southwest Grill down here. And I'm just, you know, I'm not 
I'm not going to deprive myself from it because I still want to enjoy my food, but just yeah. kind of toning it back. Like maybe not, maybe take away the chips and just ask, ask for half a scoop. Like that's the type of thing that's kind of been my mindset is just like, you know, let's cut back. We don't, we don't have to completely change my entire lifestyle because I'm confident in the habits and things that I have in place. It's just, can we, can we tune it up? Yeah. Learning to do things in moderation. That was, that was huge for me as well. How are you? You had surgery. Okay. Your season got, got shortened at the end. You had surgery on the left hand. Are you hundred percent recovered from the surgery on the left hand? For all intents and purposes, I am. You know, it still kind of gives me some trouble at the end range of motions if I crank my hand back or if I make a fist and punch a, a brick wall. But, hey, I mean, that kind of hurts for anybody. So <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm ready to go, man. It's it's battle-tested. I've been doing a lot of good stuff, and kind of I finished my rehab. So just really just trust in it. Do you have – and you're early on in this process. I mean, the draft doesn't happen for a few months you know, you got a lot of things that'll be coming your way, as you know. But has any teams at this early stage shown any sort of interest in you? What are you hearing as far as, you know, where you think you might, you know, whether drafted or whatever the case may be? What are you hearing at this very early stage uh, of this process for yourself? You know, I don't... I've heard a couple different things, but it's like, I can't... I don't know what to trust or what not to trust, and... Honestly, I can hear I could hear all the good things I wanted, but if I go out there and run a four seven, um, it's not going to matter. So, really, just really trying to control everything I can control, and that's where my focus is at. To where, I mean, I want to give them no choice but to have to take me on day two. Um, that's that's my goal. So, everything everything I'm doing from the training to the nutrition is all about um, bettering myself to be the best man and the best athlete I can be once it's go time. No, that, that's the perfect mindset. It's funny. I remember when I was kind of doing this same thing, I would ask my agent as the process went along, you know, what are you hearing? What are you not? Who's calling? And I'll never forget, you know, he said, Adam, there's so many smoke screens. Teams are, are doing things just to throw each other off. And one team that never contacted us uh, was the Broncos. And they were coached by Mike Shanahan. And my agent was like, that means they're interested. I'm like, what? Right. They've never interviewed me, never spoke to me, never nothing. He's like, oh, that means they're interested. They never talk to anybody they draft. And then all these other teams, you know, I had the Rams. They're like, when I visited them, you need to start looking at property. Of course, they ended up drafting me, but my agent's like, that could mean nothing too. So it's, it's crazy. You've got the right mindset. Just get your head down, work your butt off, and do the best you can and give them no choice. So I wish you the best yes, of sir. luck, man. Let's talk, a little bit of, uh, let's talk a little bit of Husker football. And I'm curious... The black shirts this year, the Nebraska defense this year. Last year, you guys had a lot of guys coming back. Obviously, yourself, uh, guys who had an additional COVID year. This year, there's more guys who are gone, okay, than there was a season ago. You got Cam Taylor Britt, who won't be back. You got Williams. You got yourself. You got uh, Damian, who's who's moved on. You got Ben Stilley. You know, when you look at the the potential Nebraska defense for next year, what do you see? What do you think the potential is? And how do you replace a lot of the guys that, that won't be back next year? Yeah, but, I mean, you know, like, you just, you got to band together as brothers. You got to push each other all offseason. You got to prepare like you're playing Ohio State um, in the Big Ten Championship every day when you when you wake up and you hit the ground running training. So, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm really, I got a lot of faith in Garrett Nelson, Nick Henrich, and Luke Reimer, and, um, 
and then you got Q and, and Farmer in the back end, and it's it's really going to be on those guys to to raise to raise the standard, raise the level of play of everybody around them. Um, you know, it's also going to be a challenge for those those D staff and and Shans and just you know bringing those young guys along. I mean, they did have the luxury of having some some veterans back uh, last year, and it's kind of you know it's a, it's a business. You just got to recycle. So um, I am I'm I'm curious. I'm excited to see how they do, and uh, I'll be rooting for them. That's for sure. So when I interviewed you during the football season, you told me about a meeting that you guys had about probably this time last offseason. A bunch of you defensive guys got together. You had a meeting. You know, it was kind of a – you made it sound like a situation where there was going to be a bunch of you that either left and did something else or stayed and played at Nebraska. And obviously most of you stayed and played at Nebraska. You even let us know that you were kind of the one that was like, hey, what if we came back? And, you know, you were kind of the one that maybe got people to rally around and come <laughs> back. When guys are making the decision – about whether to stay, to go, to transfer, to go to the NFL like some guys have already chosen to do, like Daniels and Cam Jurgens on the O-line. You know, what's going through their mind? Because things have changed a lot in just the past couple of years of college football. What's going through their minds uh, when, they're, when they're debating this process? And, I don't know, do they do you think they're having any meetings like that this offseason? You know, I'm not sure. Um, I would say... I would assume what's going through their mind is, do I want to play here um, for another season? And weighing the pros and the cons and whatever, um, for them specifically, like what those look like. And then do I want to play somewhere else? The pros and the cons of playing somewhere else, starting over, um, creating new relationships with coaches and players, you know, actually like picking up and moving your belongings. Yep. Or... Or do I declare for the league um, where there's a higher ceiling of, of money? And, I mean, that's the end goal anyway. So why am I going to you know, stay? In co- my, my philosophy was I want to stay. I want to bring as many guys with me. I want to ball out as hard as we can. I want to be successful. I want to win a big time uh, championship so that when I declare for the league, I'm like in a higher, I'm in a, I'm in a better place than I would have been a year ago. And that's exactly what happened. So. Um, I'm sure that all those guys, you know, had that thought process and they made their decisions and we just got to, everyone's got to make their decision, the right decision. What, and obviously, you know, the last couple of games you had that surgery, but what was the, it was a tough season last year. I don't think that's any secret. A lot of close games, a lot of close losses, a lot of competitive games, but what was kind of the vibe in the locker room during the season last year when something like that can either bring a team closer together or it can be challenging for the team. What, what, what was the vibe in the locker room like last year? It was, it was interesting because we weren't getting like the validation for all our hard work and all our, our, our dedication and sacrifice. We weren't getting it. And we were almost, <laughs> we were getting so much scrutiny just because of the way we were losing over and over and over again. And that definitely weighed on us emotionally. Um, but shoot, man, when it came to when it came to the game, like I was, it was really hard not to stay pissed off about the result of the game. I mean, I did a podcast, and like, it was hard to, <laughs> you know, put on a smile and, and look at all the positives when all I want to do is focus on the negatives. But you kind of you got to force it out of yourself if you want what's best for yourself. And when it comes to the other games, like we were just like, well. We can roll over, give up, and lose by even more, or we can just keep fighting. And I know, especially on the defensive side of the ball, like 
it was like we don't care like we don't care who it is where it is like we're gonna we're gonna show up and ball out and 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 prove to you guys and everybody watching like what this black shirt defense is about what the men of this black shirt defense are about and honestly i think like the lack of the result um maybe pushed us even even harder than we would have if we were just riding high off these wins you know it really made us dig deep and uh hit another gear that maybe we wouldn't have found without the adversity well, the good thing about an offseason is it's a fresh start. So the Huskers essentially got a fresh start going into next year. Lots of new coaches, as you know, lots of transfers coming in. I'm sure you've kept in touch with some of the guys that are getting ready for, for spring ball, that are doing winter conditioning right now, getting ready for next season. What's kind of the vibe that you, you get from those guys as they, they have this fresh start and they're doing winter conditioning and this offseason as they move along through it? What's kind of the vibe you get from the guys that are there now? Yeah, so I, I was back. I was back in Lincoln um, the week of January, and I stopped by. You know, Isaac Gifford, Nelson, uh, Henrich House, and I mean, I haven't seen a group of guys that close since I've been in Nebraska. Six years I've been in Nebraska. I mean, there's a handful of them, from walk-ons, from Taggy to the Polar Bear to the guys I just named, like. It's a deep group, and I straight up told those guys when I walked in their house, and I kind of picked up on their vibe, their energy. It's like, well, this is your team. It's like nobody, I guarantee you, nobody cares as much about this program and about playing for Nebraska than the guys in this room right now. Like, you got to own that. You got to take responsibility for that, and you got to bring everybody along with you. You can't be afraid to hurt people's feelings. Like, y'all know the drill. Just, you know, step into that. Step into that that embodiment of like, this is our team. Uh, That's something I wish I would have done a little bit earlier in my career of like, this is my team. This is my state. Um, And, and, you know, I did, I did my senior year, but I mean, shit, I was there for six years and that's how I felt after my first year. So it's like, why wait? Why wait to elevate everybody around you? Why wait to embody um, your truth? So that's what, that was my encouragement to them. And they, Man, I mean, the way Garrett Nelson looked at me, dude, he's, that dude's going to have a hell of a season. So, um, yeah, man, I'm really rooting for those guys. And like I said, I got all the faith in them, and we're riding with them. I'm with you, man. And I appreciate you taking the time. Good luck as you prepare for this this draft process and you meet with the teams. And uh, good luck over the next couple of months, man. I appreciate your time. Absolutely, Adam. Take care, man. Until next time, Husker Nation, go big, red nose. Remember. Balls, baby.